good morning to the world <laughs> or whoever's out there. It's another Saturday. It's the day after Christmas. Uh, so holiday-wise, we're all ready to go with whatever it is. And uh, I had a little trouble trying to figure out you know, I get people who tell me, because when I started this, part of the idea of my podcast was to help people better understand things that they'd like to know. Instead of, you know, that old saying, light a candle, don't curse the darkness. Uh, so I've been good throughout my life, at least from what I've seen as a result of helping people when they needed to study for classes they were taking and didn't get it. Uh, I found I was good at explaining it to people in general. Math, economics, whatever. We'll make it up as I go along. So anyway, uh, I had someone who was telling me that, and it's someone I uh, <laughs> love dearly. Uh, and they said to me, they said, you're just talking about Trump all the time. And I looked at them and I said, he can't help himself. He takes up the airwaves. Everybody is reporting about him. He's happy. He likes the attention. He doesn't like the attention. He needs the attention. So the theme, if uh, the government is constantly, or the person being the head of the government or pretending to be such, is constantly doing things that uh, keep him in front of the cameras and doesn't care what anybody else does and cuts everybody off at the knees, including the people who work for him or he has negotiate things. So, you know, after a while, you have to say to yourself, we're talking about this person because they want to be talked about and they really don't care if you like them or not. It's just someone who the attention is really all they want. They need more than that to cure what probably drove them to this. But when you're in your mid-70s and you don't care because you have a lot of money and you do whatever the hell you want and you don't care what happens to other people, I don't think you're going to sign up for training to change yourself. So all of my things where I view it that we're not living that that president did that, this president did this. No, we're living in an era where we have somebody who, whether we like it or not, is in charge of our country. And what they do or don't do affects us. And I'm one of these crazy people who know that everything we use or do, living in this country of ours, is part of what we were, as far as I'm concerned, blessed with as long as we take care of it. You know, you can grow up in a country where when you get to a certain age, they say, you must go into the military, or you must sign up for this program, or you will take this training, which is going to tell you that our exalted leader is godlike, if not God. So when you get someone who always wants to be better than anyone else out there, uh, he knows there are people richer than him, people who own more than he does. Uh, so you have, and look, don't get me wrong, Putin, his desire for power, he knows as long as he can, when he took over Russia and then got rid of the oligarchs that started building the new industries in free Russia when the curtain fell, that with all the money and power they had, unless he took over ownership of their company, a major share of it, they're always out there to conspire against them or do things. So when you're generally, and this is general, 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 when you're a leader in a country where the only reason you have power is people fear you or people know they better listen to you or you know, have a problem, uh, you can live in such a country, maybe find yourself a simple thing, you know, a bakery where you make cakes and you sell enough of them, you keep yourself well and your family is fed and you live in a province way in the corner so nobody bothers you. But time, time and history has uh, 
the interesting uh, effect of catching up with all of us at some point. So you may be able to live in a corner by yourself, go in a cave, become a hermit. So I was thinking about what the hell would be the subtopic with what's going on. And boy, there are so many things that come to mind. And so the title for this Saturday I put down was Mark, M-A-R-K, Mark, like you make a mark, not the name, of SAD, S-A-D, but I didn't put SAD. I put paren E, close paren. Now, when you have a word that you may want singular or plural, you sometimes do that with an S. But in this case, the S-A-D-E comes from who I was thinking about when I think about Donald. Uh, I can't help. I think about many, many things at the same time. I have articles that I pile up that I find on the Internet because it, it gives us such access to everything going on in the world. There are tremendous amounts of scientific things, and I don't mean just in the medical area, but in physics and astronomy and blah, 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 blah. And I can't help myself. I've always been interested in science. So I have tons of little articles I put in, spot my phone, where I just put the bottom of it, read, read, read. Some I put read podcast, or some I put podcast, because it's very germane to what's going on and what people ask questions about. And after a while of just running around, I'm a friendly enough person. I could be in a supermarket or any place, or elevated, doesn't matter where. People will generally nod hello to me. I'm a big guy, but I guess I don't look scary to people. I used to joke uh, when I'd work in my younger days in corporate America that People were not frightened by my size or anything at that time, uh, you know, because I'm big and I'm bulky. But I guess my face was comfortable enough to them that they'd say hello to me. You could see the difference when you watch people and you live in a big city and you get on and off the elevators, the way people have this fear. Do I say hello? Do I nod? Blah, blah, blah. So what came to mind was a very famous or infamous person. And there's actually been a play that was quite successful in New York on Broadway and off-Broadway probably 35, 40 years ago <clears throat> about a man who did live by the name of the Marquis, which is a title in France especially, the Marquis de Sade. And it was spelled S-A-D-E. It was his family name. Now, because of the way he behaved and the things he did, when they started defining sadism, they used his name, and it was S-A-D-E. Now, when we hear about someone, and you may hear the term sadistic, generally, depending on how much you've read in a dictionary or how you've heard it used, it generally means someone is being cruel. So sadism generally deals with cruelty. And, you know, when people go out of their way to be cruel, I mean, think about it. The man's got millions of dollars. He takes millions out of our treasury. He's getting away with all kinds of shit. If it were me, if nobody's attacking me from the back and nobody could bother me, I'd try and do it as cleanly as possible and move on with all my bucks. But for someone who stops to do certain things, it rolls over into what's called sadism. For example, he's been given out a whole bunch of pardons. And generally, presidents do pardons at the end of their term in office because they don't want too many people questioning them anymore. Let history figure it out. Pardons under our Constitution. You'll hear, again, because of Donald discussing it after he got in office, actually, that the pardon power of the president is pretty absolute. So you say, oh, I guess you could pardon anybody. And that's why he was saying, hey, if I'm president, you know, I could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and nobody would do anything to me. He felt that he could get away with whatever he wants because of the way he deals with people and things. Uh, 
if you're smart and you sue him and you got money, but he's got tons of money, he'll keep suing you and appealing it and suing it till you either run out of money or get tired or he gets some simple little judgment just to end it because you die or you get tired. There are people like that. So when people say he doesn't like to lose, he very rarely wins. The only win that he's had is he's been able to stay just a little bit ahead of people or the law or whatever to keep himself in a privileged surrounding. Uh, when you read about him, there are many times when he's been almost out of funds. Uh, but he keeps figuring out new ways of stealing and enough distractions. So the mark of sad, sad I say because the man doesn't know enough to get out of his own way and doesn't recognize how deep his problem is. And again, I'm not a psychologist. I had some really good teachers who were trained psychologists for undergraduate school that taught me interesting things. The one that sticks with me is a young psychologist who was pretty well trained from a good school. One night when we're discussing in class, they talk about things being psychosomatic. Psychosomatic generally means that you are doing things kind of automatically. Uh, it's a result of what you do. And he said, there's a school of thought, there always are, believe me, you can get the brightest people on the planet, the most well-educated, certain point in time, if you read history, they laughed at you if you thought that the world was round, that if you got to the end, you'd fall off because it was flat. Uh, reminds me in discussions I've had with people over time, there are medical procedures that today they use that's very common, that 30, 40 years ago, not even that far back, if a doctor would do it, they'd take his license away because they'd say it was too invasive. You're doing something you shouldn't. And now if you didn't do it, they'd take your license away because you're not saving that person's life or you're allowing them to suffer too much. So I ramble on when it comes to this. By the way, let me just say there is a site that I came across recently on the internet called mentalhelp.net. Now, it's not that any of us need mental help, but I hate to say it, in this day and age, we're all smart enough to understand, we sometimes want to question ourselves, why did we do this, why did we do that? A good human being generally takes feedback, not from other people necessarily, but from themselves. You may be busy and you're doing something, and later when you have a free moment, you'll go over it in your mind. Why did I do it that way? I never do it that way before. Maybe you were in a hurry. So this is why I originally wanted to start doing my podcast, was to discuss things that I found throughout my life that people want to understand, generally about themselves or what they've seen in other people, to better understand themselves. So this site, mentalhelp.net, has some really interesting stuff, great topics. You can pull things up and read them. Doesn't mean they're right, but they're giving you a smorgasbord, a menu that's quite extensive to look up different things situationally without being too uh, clinical, where they're using terms that you'd have to have a minimally uh, degree in at least basic nursing or something to understand. So look it up when you get time. You'll find this a site you can go back to, and it's interesting reading a lot of the topics they have there. So sadism, generally defined as someone who enjoys punishing other people. There's sadomasochism and all that other junk I'm sure you've heard of, S&M. This is just the S. Uh, we used to joke when we were kids in Brooklyn understood the terms as teenagers. A marriage between a sadist and a masochist. They can each do what the other one hates or likes to keep each other interested, I guess. So anyway, we see a man who 
had he doesn't want to meet with Nancy Pelosi because she made him look like a fool almost two years ago. She's smarter than him and the rest. He's not dumb, but she's smart. She knows what she's doing, where she's heading, and how to get there. People sell her short. When you've been in government enough, as I did in my younger days, you recognize people who, no matter what they seem to be doing, know where they're heading and how to get there. So this man who had Mnuchin, one of his trolls, go out there and put together this next stimulus package because everybody's telling him, whether he knows it or not, that those bread lines are growing. Bread lines. Food lines. There were bread lines during the Great Depression. So even if he feels, well, people don't need that and the rest of it, because as far as he's concerned, you're a fool if you don't take advantage of whatever you can take advantage of. Look at different things he said, and you'll follow why I say that. So, and, and day by day things change, because everybody's still wondering, is this man going to follow Mr. Flynn? And I watch a lot of different people, and there are former top military men who either knew Flynn or have watched him over the years that he's gotten there. And a lot of them who are four-star generals, four-star admirals, said he got there by accident because of where he was when it happened. And he's a little bit of a monster in a way because he's come out and he said, well, the president should de declare martial law, put troops in the states where they didn't vote for him, and hold another election. Now, obviously, this man either didn't read our Constitution or he's decided that when you have power, you just use it and you don't give a crap what the law says. Very dangerous man in a lot of ways. In fact, even in the early days, I think when Trump was getting rid of him, uh, the way I saw it, my own opinion, was he was out there trying to establish his relationships with back channels, as they called it, with Russia. So when it all came out, it was embarrassing. The president was starting. He lied to Pence. Good reason. We'll put him on the side. Gave him a pardon because the man knows where half the things are buried. So he was one of the people who got a pardon. But now the man's running around for him saying, declare martial law. Redo the election in those states. Ain't the way we do it, folks. We hold one election every two years. Every four years, it's for president. Every two years, it's something else. But every two years, we have an election. So we got a lot of sick people who are out there and a lot of people who felt people don't listen to them that because of the internet and everybody, and believe me, I like the internet, but you have to recognize that if you take We've got almost 8 billion people on the planet. But let's say you take 1 billion people and you put them all online and they're all just expressing their opinions and hearing other opinions and jumping on whatever suits them. You're going to have an out-of-control system where everybody can find something that they agree with. So the Internet, or the WWW, I left when I first saw it years ago, it's World War War. <laughs> uh, the Internet brings its own problems because if everybody gets to express themselves unbridled, people can say crazy things that appeal to other crazies that would never hear it, and you get enough crazies in different corners together, and it'll seem like it's a movement. So everybody needs to be listened to. Everybody needs to be understood. We all need some TLC, tender loving care. We all need food and shelter. But there are ways of giving it so that we, as humans, uh, value each other's right to live and express themselves. So I, I went to the Marquis de Sade, who was born in the mid-1700s. I think it was around 1740 and lived to the early 1800s. 1810 to 1820, 70, 80 years the man lived. He was born into a wealthy family. And if, like me, you read a lot of anything you could get your hands on when you were a kid, you found out that most of the people who were called philosophers were from a well-to-do family 
in the last few hundred, few thousand years. Because if they're from a well-to-do family, they weren't out just scrounging to eat day by day and get some rest. Whatever they said, because they were from this better family, you figured you want to listen to it because it may give you a clue how to get there the way they are. So this human need to follow someone who's maybe successful is one of the reasons a lot of people follow Donald because they feel it's not that he's going to give them money, but they're going to listen to him and figure out how he did it, and they'll be able to do it. Oversimplification. Not trying to psychoanalyze humanity, although I keep watching them all the time because humanity can always surprise us. So what do we hear? Everything changes moment to moment. Forget martial law, but there may be the reason for it. We don't know who did it. But if you've heard in the last day or so, there was an explosion in downtown Nashville. It was an old RV camper, not the big modern fancy trailers that people are running around in, but the one with like the front of a semi-truck delivery thing with the camper built over it and behind it, one-piece unit. And you fill those things with enough stuff, Timothy McVeigh used a van when he did the bombing in Oklahoma City. And of course, everybody, when it happened, decided we had some illegal alien here who was trying to blow up our country. We have enough of our own nuts that live right here. And you know what? They are our nuts, and we better recognize them and treat them, or else we're going to suffer from it. So anyway, this RV was in downtown Nashville, and it had a recording in a woman's type voice from what I've understood from reading. And it said, please clear the area. We're going to, uh, a bomb's going to go off in 15 minutes. They cleared the area. The cops had heard it. And, you know, you, you want to treat it carefully. You don't want to lose people by accident if you've been warned. But it could have been false. And from when they heard it, nobody knew when the 15 minutes started. They kind of were wondering why it didn't go off. And then some people started wondering back, and then it went off. So far, I don't hear any great loss of life from this, because they did evacuate. It was early on Christmas morning in the downtown area. But it ruined some of the communications. They parked outside of an old telecom building that belongs to AT&T. Not AT&T headquarters, but one of the buildings that hold switches and equipment. So people who are in the industry were working from when this happened through now and after to reroute because we use tons of electronics to live. Everybody is on their phone or their line or whatever. So I can tell you the industry has been rerouting, putting some mobile centers because Nashville is a center that had a big piece of switching there. That's what happens. Happened in downtown New York when we had that flooding from one of the hurricanes, and it messed up uh, a whole major switching operation in downtown Manhattan. So this Nashville explosion, we don't know who did it. Nobody's claiming, you know, that they did it. It could be, I hate to say this, conspiracy theorists. Simple. You blow something up, and then you say, whoops, we got terrorists. Let's call out the military. Again, and on the other side of the coin, there are plenty of people whose opinions I respect out there in the media who have said when Trump left the White House the other day that he may never return. Because why should he go back? He doesn't have to be over there to be insulted. He could stay at a distance. So anyway, 59 years in a row, we've put through this continuing spending bill to keep the government going because it was going to shut down. 59 years in a row. That's a lot of presidents, a lot of administrations, a lot of different nonsense. Trump has now set a new record. He's the first one to break that. And <coughs> if he doesn't pass the bill to fund the military and the government and the rest of it, we're going to have a government shutdown. So again, all of this made me think of the Marquis de Sade. The Marquis de Sade 
came from a wealthy family. So part of what they called him was a philosopher. When you got money and you roam around the streets, they think you have knowledge. Or whatever knowledge you have might be wisdom. Marquis de Sade was a, a sexual nut of sorts. Now, sexuality. People who have sex, it could be every hour, every day, whatever. It doesn't mean they like sex. It means, and this is just my opinion from everything I've read and known, that they may just enjoy doing it because when they do it, he, in effect, actually abused children. He was in prison a vast majority of his life. Now, back then, because of his family and whatever, his prison may have not been some dungeon down the bottom of a castle. And he may have still had privileges because of his family. Who knows? I didn't read it to that extent. But the Marquis de Sade abused children a lot and did anything he wanted sexually. He, uh, uh, there were books written about him and books that I think he himself did write on, you know, the pleasures of this or that. And in a lot of cases, sexual things are not just for pleasure. When you understand the person, when they technically use you for sex, they feel that they're debasing you when they're better than you are. So sadism came out of the family name as, again, as psychology grew as a specialty. So Sade, S-A-D-E, the family name became sadism to talk about people who behave this way. So we got the Nashville explosion. I just read, you know, you've heard, if you've listened to my podcast, I have filed what's called a complaint with the Federal Election Commission because I feel that Donald Trump disqualified himself while he was running for president in 2016. Because when you sign, you must fill out forms and sign and register to run for president or any other office that goes under the Federal Election Commission. They have a bunch of laws, rules, and regulations. These are what you have to abide by. We tend to hear when there's someone spending federal election money for buying a painting of themselves or something. And again, it's a, a Trump reference, but there are many others going back in history. People have to have a team that watches how their money comes in, keep track of it, and how it's spent. I did help someone with a campaign years ago, and rightfully so, you have to keep track of things and do reporting. So Trump has misappropriated funds, not just election funds, but even out of his foundation. That's why the state of New York got him to close down his charitable foundation. It was more charitable toward himself and his family than anyone else. And that's not what you set up a foundation for. So the FEC, where I said I filed a complaint, but they don't have the right number of commissioners, so it isn't getting reported. I just found out that the other day that the Senate confirmed the rest of the commissioners and they're going to start going through. They have over 400 complaints that they've accepted that they haven't thrown out because they were frivolous or stuff. They do their work. They scrutinize it when you file it, and they won't even accept it if it doesn't meet certain standards. So I have hope that it's going to come out in the next couple of decades. <laughs> So anyway, I was happy to hear that in one way. And generally, there are six commissioners. They usually have three Democrats and three Republicans. Can get political. But the stuff I filed, it's absolutely election laws that he broke. And technically, if you file and agree to follow laws, rules, and regulations, you disqualify yourself if you don't follow them. He's a unique president. So what if nobody's done that before? I say that if he disqualified himself, he's invalid as president. Has a lot of consequence, a lot more than impeachment. So good news, the FEC now has six commissioners, as I understand it. So we'll see the 400-some-odd complaints that are backed up and they start to move, maybe. Came out that Jared, his son-in-law, as part of their operations while in the White House, had set up another one of these companies, because, look, I ran tax departments. I did financial operations. I worked not just domestically, but internationally. 
and you have all these different rules and laws and regulations. You want to understand them, and you want to understand how the jurisdiction you're in applies them so that you can accomplish what you want without either wasting money and, in my case, without bribing anybody. If you know the rules and you file and they accept it, then, hey, call me whatever you want. I followed your laws the way you look at them. And I was good at it. That's what drew me to the FTC with that complaint. So Jared set up a, uh, another shell company. I'm sure he set many of them up. And there was another five, $600 million that they sidetracked that went to the family again through this shell company. Uh, I think when they finish investigating them, they'll find tons of shell companies. Shell company is just a company you set up to give you what you think is a legal buffer against someone coming after you. If you set it up for a reason that's illegal or you misuse it under the laws, it does not stop you from being responsible for what the actions were of that entity. So stay tuned, folks. There was another interesting thing that came out. Here's Trump, who him and McConnell together, one of the only major things they passed was a bill giving tons of money to less than the top 1%. They gave it to others, but basically the majority of that money went to these very wealthy people who, again, it was reported when he went down to Mar-a-Lago after it was passed, he said, hey, I made you guys richer. Whoopee. You know, if you run a company and this country is giving you the opportunity to set up a business, make money and stuff, why would you want to just cheat people? Now, that brings me to the other thing that just happened. They've just ruled, I forget if it was regulation or what, I'd have to go back and look at it. A lot of people, I myself, along the way in my life, has, have worked as a waiter, a dishwasher, uh, an assistant. I consider work, legal work, fine. If you need money and you want to feed yourself, you get some work and you make money and you feed yourself. So throughout my life, I have done things from as young as probably 11 years old, deliver newspapers in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, to waiting on tables. Uh, and that happened throughout my life whenever I needed to do something. I don't consider work something that's demeaning. If you take work and you do it, if somebody wants to make fun of it, pay no attention to them. Without everybody doing some part of what this world needs to keep it going, the world doesn't keep going right. So I read this thing that they came out where they've now decided, and remember, the first, the CARES Act, which came out, I believe, in March, uh, there was a big chunk of money that was ended up directed toward the big companies, some of who didn't need it and shouldn't have gotten it, which we'll find out in the next few years as we go back, hopefully, and get it straightened out. But the little companies didn't get it. And the majority of the people who work in this country work for smaller business. Now, small doesn't mean less than a million dollars of revenue. Uh, it sometimes means less than 50 people. It's some combination there. You could have a hedge fund that has 12 people working for it, and they make billions of dollars a year, that's not a small business. So there are different ways of labeling and looking at things. But in the restaurant, we all eat, whether it's a McDonald's or a local place, and we all like to go sit down at the table and have a meal, whether it's uh, Chinese or Italian or Pakistani or Thai. I mean, I'm a foodie. I like eating all kinds of food. Well, this new rule has said, and if anybody understands what it means to wait on tables, there's a minimum hourly wage. But when you're a waiter or waitress, they are legally allowed to pay you about one-third of that minimum wage because your tips make up the difference. So wait a minute. I can be an employer, set up this million-dollar restaurant, and pay my people a little over $2 an hour in some places? Because I can? That's where it depends on whether your employer is a good person or not. 
and wants to keep every dollar in their pocket or treat you like a good human. So he, they establish a reputation. Well, anyway, this ruling said that restaurants can now take the tips from employees, the people who are waiting on tables, waiters, waitresses, busboys, the ones where the tip, tips go. Don't get me wrong. If you've worked at it, you sometimes pull them and you give something to the busboy because if they're not cleaning the tables, you have to do more work to get to your next customer. Well, they've just decided in this rule that the restaurant that you're working in can take the tips and use a portion of it. And I don't think they put a hard number on it. A portion of it to distribute to the people in the back, the dishwashers. And I've done that in my life. It's work, as I said, I learned at a young age. Work that you do seriously because you need to earn money to buy food, to live. Never anything wrong with it. So dishwashers, cooks in the back. Now, a lot of cooks get paid well because they have great reputations, but they're assistants, not always. So now this rule says that the waiters and waitresses who are trying to be nice and smile and treat you well so you maybe tip them a little better, now you can use their tips to pay these backroom people. So suddenly, these businesses that we're helping keep afloat, they can take money away from their regular workers to help other regular workers. Not from the boss, not from a cut he gets. The world is going upside down. Uh, when you get people who have what they want and do what they want, they start to feel like the rest of you, you're lucky if we let you live. That's what this rule is like. I am not against taking care of these backroom people. Somebody washes the dishes, you want them to get enough money so that they do a good job and you don't get poisoned with bacteria that they didn't bother cleaning up or properly washing. Well, I can go on with this stuff. Let me just say, I want to do, oh, Lisa, hey. Lisa, good to hear you're out there. Lisa Sarnik, if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, we won't go in. I think I've told people my name out of Central Europe is not Epstein. And Paul Garcia, good morning to you too. And again, isn't the president supposed to serve the people, not his family and friends? Now, Lisa, because I was always interested in our language, English, okay? And you know, any word could be a noun or a pronoun or an adjective or an adverb. One of my favorite words is, you said, isn't the president supposed to serve the people? Now, let me give you the funny side of that word, which isn't funny. Serve the people. Now, you mean it like he's supposed to take care of the people. Serve them, okay? But you can also say he serves the people. You could have a monster who eats people, and he serves the people to that monster so that they don't eat him because that monster demands flesh, flesh to eat. <laughs> it's still serving. So we have an interesting language depending upon, that's why when I was taught as a kid, you got to look at the context of your sentence sometimes to figure out the meaning of that word because every word has more than one meaning. So yeah, I use it the way you do, Lisa, but the guy we're talking about, to me, it's like a monster serving people up for, you know, making barbecue out of the people. Let me quickly go. We have, as I said, we're lucky enough, we got one company who's now sponsoring a commercial with us. It won't take long. Uh, again, hopefully you find it good. And it's a company that gets involved in what we do to make life happen. Because at the local level, you need permits and things to... Uh, alter a house, to build a new business, to lay some plumbing, to do infrastructure, whatever. <coughs> and at the local jurisdictional level, and there are exceptions, I understand this well. I've dealt with governments at all levels. But when you see this short commercial, I think it's a minute or so, please listen. It's nice to have a sponsor. And it doesn't mean if I had 60 sponsors, I would never talk anymore. Uh, I can't let the sponsors stop me from talking. I love talking. Dick
consultant starts here. Maxit Services works with governmental officials and architects to ensure that your project's permitting, planning, and financing are correctly submitted so that your project comes in on time and in budget. So take it to the max. Maxit Services is your construction project liaison. 866-346-307. Okay. Commercial wasn't long. I think it was well put together by the people who do this stuff for us. And uh, it's a good company. Uh, let me just say the other thing that we've been running right after the commercial, and it's going to shortly disappear. And we keep running it because we hope it has effect. Whoever the hell you know, whoever lives in Georgia, that election isn't over yet. There's a great turnout happening. I sincerely hope, and it doesn't mean I love Joe Biden or the Democrats more than the Republicans, but if you want our government to function better, you want to make sure Mitch McConnell can't dictate, because that's what he's been doing for many years, what's going on. Remember, when it comes to Supreme Court justices, he took a whole year away from Obama's last year as a president. He said, oh, it's an election year, we got to do it. And then he countermanded what he said when right before the election in this year, he said, oh, Trump should get to pick that person. So in effect, he gave Trump five years to pick people for the Supreme Court in a four-year presidency. Think about it, folks. It's like saying we're going to pay Babe Ruth for the year before he was employed by the Yankees, because we think he's a great guy. Anyhow, please get anybody you know, make sure they remember it's getting cold out. You don't see me in a t-shirt today. I am wearing a sweater and a red one because of the holidays. I've been told, yes, I am Jewish, but uh, that's not what I was told. But we got some little decorations. We are not anti-religion by any means. I believe in God. I believe in science. I believe in, I be probably still believe in the tooth fairy. She's a great concept. Anyhow, please make sure people vote that you know. If we can get those two Democrats elected to Georgia for the Senate, Mitch McConnell, Kamala Harris will not just be the first woman to be on a ticket of a winning party, you know, as either president or vice president, and the first African-American, the first Indian, Asian, whatever. She's a person. She's educated. She's an American. We hope to hell she cares about people and does a damn job. That's what I think about, and I think she will. But she will now have that tie-breaking power if the split in the Senate is 50-50. Mitch McConnell, Mr. Turtle, will be hamstrung. We can get bills that go to the floor on things that we as a country need discussed and worked on. Imagine if this president comes in, Joe Biden, and he wants to do infrastructure, meaning spend money at home, build things, make sure you buy American. Mitch doesn't let him bring any of these bills. He'd have to start doing what Trump did, putting out these royal edicts, executive orders, as they're called. So please, get people to go. We'll be stopping with this, because January 5th, I believe, is the end of that election. And I can only hope that we get both guy, guys elected. Democrats, Georgia needs your help. You have two elections on January 5th. One is a special election for Dr. Raphael Warnock. And the second is a runoff election for John Ossoff. We need to take control of the Senate. Please go to fearfight.com and donate. Necesitamos el voto y ayudancia a Georgia. Tenemos dos elecciones para dos puestos en el Senado. El primero es la elección del Reverend Warner y el segundo es la segunda elección for John Ossoff. Por favor, ayude la campaña. Vaya a fearfight.com y voten, voten, voten. Okay. And fairfight.com if you saw it mentioned or whatever because we had a 
cute little thing about elections and voting and the flag and the stars and everything. Look, I believe in all this stuff. But it only matters if we get our ass out there and do something. And fairfight.com was part of what Stacey Abrams put together after she lost that freaky election to Governor Kemp in Georgia, who was the Secretary of State at the time, and actually screwed with the election. That's why he got elected. Anyway, so whatever we can do, and again, we played it with Spanish. Even when I was younger, numbers always mattered to me, and I've said it way back in one or two of my podcasts, is when I heard about what minorities are, and if you've heard me say it, my parents, when I first heard the word, they said, oh, well, in America, people of color, you know, black or Hispanic or brown or yellow, they're minorities because we, the white people, are the majority. So I understood what the word minority meant, but I didn't bother telling my parents that I knew the world had a lot of continents and there were more people of color on this planet than there are of white on this planet. And I figured it's just a matter of time till air travel and everything else goes and they come here. Uh, I'm a strategist, which includes reading military strategy. And I used to joke, I said, hey, if I'm the head of China and I want to take over your country, I give every third person in China an airline ticket. I mean, it's, not, it's only going to cost me so much. I don't need a nuclear weapon. I don't need an aircraft carrier. I just give every third person in China a ticket to come visit America. Okay. And at the time, we only had a couple of hundred million people. So imagine if they sent over here about 400 million people as visitors. They outnumber us. What are we going to do, try and arrest them all? <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. In sports, I think it's called flooding the zone, where your people control the zone by having more people there so they can't do what they want. It's a tactic. It's a strategy. We're not going to drop a nuclear weapon in the middle of New York City because we have too many tourists flooding the streets. So folks, we either learn to get along with each other and recognize that we all, from diversity, get more. If we give everybody an opportunity, educate them, and go on. So Senator Toomey, Pennsylvania senator, if I remember, Republican, he's on the way out. And he's trying to take away the low interest loans for small businesses. Now, during the Trump administration, when he was screwing up the government and the economy, even before the uh, COVID-19 crisis and pandemic, <coughs> he got rid of Ms. Yellen, who's now going to be the Treasury Secretary. She was, I believe, the first... Uh, Fed Reserve Secretary, female, and he put in Powell. Powell and Yellen were bookends. Their heads were almost came out of the same Petri dish. So I really enjoyed it because Powell really has been doing his job for the country. But he's been giving a lot of low-interest loans, buying corporate debt and stuff that help all the mucky mucks. But there are also small business loans and things that are offset by this. So Toomey, Republican, going out of office, wants to make sure that Joe Biden and the Democrats coming in can't use this power. They've got a guy who they all hated when he first went in office, who took them over, made them all kiss his ring. They want to take it away from a legitimate president. So that's what's been going on with Mr. Toomey. China, they've grown like crazy, and I've understood this. Look, any power, when you go back in history, if they grow too fast and spread too fast, they end up with finding out that they maybe carry too much and their knees need a transplant or something. China has got over 15 trillion, 15 trillion, it's not a gigantic number, but for a government bonds. Now, as China grew and people invested in different things, this 15 trillion is going to become an anchor around their neck. They have polluted their country like crazy because they don't have an environmental protection agency. You used to see pictures, they stopped them from going out, where people around uh, Beijing were walking around with ma masks years ago because it was too polluted. 
We had the same thing in Santiago, Chile, 40-some-odd years ago when I was there. Anyhow, so China, there's going to be a big adjustment. You could be a dictator. You could uh, control all these people and say they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And China put plans out of their own that nobody's going to stop them to build more coal-fired plants. And these aren't the modern coal-fired plants with all kinds of scrubbers and things. That's why they have pollution. They use the cheapest, easiest plant to build. Anyhow, another topic, another time. There are different ways of dealing with this rather than saying, no, we don't want to touch coal. 15 trillion. Keep watching your papers. Start reading. The American prospect is a power-deprived market. This gets into a whole bunch of junk that I won't go too deeply in right now. But the way we build power, use it, and authorize it, and the rest of it. SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, they just almost made a decision. Because when I first heard it, I thought they did. And I've been laughing because Trump's been upset that his three conservatives that he put on the court, his court, his people, I'm not giving him the decisions he wants. I guess he forgot to make them swear that they would ask him before they vote. Well, the Supreme Court just came out with a decision because he's been trying to fiddle with the census numbers to get more power by changing where we allocate the number of people that, live, that are in the country. The Constitution says we should have a, a census every decade. And it does not say just count citizens. It says count people. Because the founding fathers were smart enough that they said, if we counted just citizens and we had a lot of other people moving in, moving out, we aren't building the country to deal with the actual number of people who are there. Now, we're not giving away our country, but we want to build it to accommodate the traffic, the flow, whatever's going on as we build up a country. They were smart. Well, Trump went to them and he says, in the census numbers, I don't want to have undocumented aliens. He doesn't even know who was counted during this census that are undocumented aliens. They're trying to come up with it. So really what SCOTUS said, well, I understand you don't want to do it, but can you give me a real number that you can verify? So again, they screwed him over with a legitimate intellectual understanding. It isn't done yet, folks. We'll see what happens. And I think they're waiting because if he doesn't get to certify the documentation of the census, which should normally be in Biden's period, it isn't the outgoing guy who gets to finish this, usually. Another thing that's hanging around that makes power for some of these people. Pfizer, the shipment of vaccine. Again, I'm sure if you, if you do listen to any kind of outlets, the president didn't order enough doses. He was offered it. He didn't do it. <coughs> Rest of the world got in line before us. So while we helped Pfizer go forward, we didn't secure enough supply while he's spending our money. <coughs> Usually that meant he didn't want to spend too much from the Treasury because he felt every dollar he leaves there, he can use for another purpose that benefits him. So his selfishness is going to hurt his reputation. Anyway, we've got more vaccines coming online, and I again beg you guys, there are a lot of things, and I have some great, we've got some great people one of them who I've contacted, she's very smart when it comes to medicine, a training in the background, and I'm trying to read up on what I've had her send me so that I can discuss it properly. I don't like to just offhand poo-poo anything. But there have been different things with vaccines, and of course you hear about the thing with the Tuskegee Airmen and the black people who were uh, given syphilis you know, 80, 90 years ago, whenever it was. And I'm not poo-pooing it. They use them as guinea pigs improperly. Yes, I will. The uh, people who were maltreated, 
The difference is we've got these drugs flowing in. They're being distributed massively. They're being watched and controlled. Nobody knows when your arm is going to be available for that shot. So if they want to give you a shot that's infected and I'm getting one that isn't, believe me, if you're white, take your black neighbor with you when you go for the shot, if you can, when they get down to the last level of people who aren't like me, old or have certain situations. Uh, this is serious. The Salk vaccine, which was around when I was a kid, it had some bad things that happened during it too, because this was with live and dead virus back then. This is not that. <coughs> this is not a normal vaccine. This is an instruction. When I drink this coffee, it goes in my biochemical system and it tells it, whoops, we got this liquid with some caffeine in it, and we got to put it somewhere to move it. So it imbalances my internal system. That's how you get highs and lows. That's why people drinking coffee get wired. They can't handle the caffeine. Doesn't affect me. I guess I have a broken system. Anyway, so Pfizer and the rest of it, look. If they're ready to give me the shot, I'm ready to take it. I am real serious, and I know I, I've known a number of people. I've read tons of articles on vaccines and autism. It's not absolute. A vaccine can cause an adverse reaction in anyone. But if we have billions of people who are going to get this virus that's all over the planet, and some people might have an adverse reaction, I'd rather have it where it's given clinically, they watch the person, and they treat them. Or they ask them, do you have a history of this, this, or that? So maybe we don't give it to you. We'll keep you on the side, keep your mask on, we'll inoculate everybody else, and when, the vaccine, when everybody's been inoculated, you can't catch it if you didn't have it, because it's not out there anymore. There are always ways of dealing with this. Let's not get stupid. We have a serious pandemic going. And the variations, it's still the same type of virus. All they've said, they found strains, because every, as I explained to people, a virus is a living organism. Whether you can introduce yourself to it and have a conversation or date it, that doesn't matter. It looks at us as a hotel to live in, even if it kills us while it's living there. These things alter themselves when they find conditions that are not letting them live and survive. So that's what they call a mutation. That's what happens with living organisms. We mutate over time. They say we used to have a tail was one of the things way back. They said we had different senses of smell, etc., etc., etc. The opposing thumb. So we all mutate if we're alive. This is not a new uh, virus. It's just a different strain of it. So it should work with it. Now, there was a doctor recently. When you, when you talk about the depravity of human beings and the rest of it, a black doctor, a woman, I forget where she was, but you could Google, you'll find it. She died from COVID. She was working and helping in whatever setting she was in in our country. And she had said, I have this, I have that. Uh, you know, the doctors poo-pooed her and blah, blah, blah. And this is a trained doctor. She ended up dying of COVID. We lost a fully trained human being because of other people's maybe prejudice that they didn't pay enough attention to what she was saying. Maybe she should have jumped up and down and laid on the floor till they listened to her. It said... Shit still happens, folks. Government funding. We need this money. We have people who are starving. This stupid bastard goes off to his resorts, eats his hamburgers or whatever the hell he wants, and he feels everybody else should just get busy working, even though he's ruined the job market. Trump's pardons, we talked about at these killers from Iran, Eric Prince is the brother of Betsy DeVos. He's part of this billionaire family. Blackwater is his company. The president even looked at Blackwater to put together a special core 
of trained troops, mercenaries in effect, to protect him. He was going to form his own SS Corps. Can I prove it? No. But would I put it past someone like him? Uh-uh. Psychopath. Again, I'm not a psychologist, but this is someone who has stress. Any of us have stress. I again point you to what I said earlier because we're going to close out. Mentalhelp.net. Look at it on the internet. It's good. There are three exercises, and we could always get into discussing it. As I said, I was open for every topic. When it comes to stress, the three exercises they point to that are good for stress, running, yoga, hiking, all of those exercises are more totally involved physically. Swimming probably fits in that category too because you involve the whole body with your breathing and the rest. But all of them, running, hiking, yoga, involve breathing if you do it right. We're done for today. I'm going to have to wrap it up. Please send me any comments. Have a great holiday. Stay healthy. Happy is wonderful. But if you're healthy, you can enjoy being happy even more. C'est la guerre.